0: You are listening to Beyond the Score Insights and Tips to Help You Move Forward in Your Music Career by Millicent Stevenson. In our last episode, we looked at song share. And as band members and also as soloists who might want to sort of collaborate with people, um, you really think about the percentage splits that you're going to be happy, each of you are going to be happy with. um, That when and if the song does well, and money starts pouring in, you know, as songwriters, you kind of know how much it is each of you will get. And there's no argument, there's no squabbling and there's no wars. Um, Today, I really want to just go into a little bit more detail on copyright, And before I get cracking on that, I'd like you to bear in mind that you do need to check things out with a qualified music lawyer. I'm not a music lawyer. Uh, just someone with a lot of experience. (laughs) And also um, check out the rules according to your country. Now, in bands and as solo artists, you know, when you're sort of starting out, you do a lot of covers and you might write stuff and you do cover and you blend it because actually it works for your audience who are just sort of getting used to you and your style and what you do. In the UK, when you write original music, however, you have the rights or the copyrights to that piece of art. So if you write the lyrics, you have the copyright to that. If you write the music, you have the copyright to that. And also, if you do the recording of the music as a producer, you have the rights to that. And incidentally, um, artists, if you are using a photographer or a videographer for, you know, maybe your music video or for a photo shoot for your bio press kit or whatever it is you need those photos for, they, the photographer or the videographer, actually has rights to those works. I know you are the subject and you are their muse, but they have the rights. So you do need to also negotiate about how, when, where you can use those works. Yes, if you really want the, the UK Act to go check out, then you want to check out the Copyright Designs and Patent Act, 1988. So what does this Act mean? It means that you have the right To say to someone else, yes, you can copy my work. And yes, you can do this and that with my work. And no, I do not want that to happen. But it also means that you have all the rights as the first um, owner of the work you created to copy it, to perform it, to do exactly as you please with it. uh, I suppose within reasons, within the law, Um, yeah. So you have that. And when as a person with those rights, then you can obviously assign those rights over. So, for example, if you got a publishing deal where someone says, hey, I love your work, love all the works you've got. Let me see what else you can do. Great. Yeah, we can do something. We could make this work, make money for you. But you need to give me the rights to do that, which usually happens on the publishing deals then you are assigning your rights to them. You know, your copyright, you say, yes, sure. Go ahead, do this for me. And here are my rights. Um, Whether that includes your songwriting rights, you have to negotiate that in your contract because remember you own the copyright. It's up to you if you give it over or not. Similarly, if you want to go down the label route and you get taken up by a label, then of course they may say to you, okay, you can keep your songwriting rights, But in terms of the master rights, which is the rights of the actual recordings, we own that. And when we own that, we are going to make that music make money and lots of things we're going to do with it. And then we are going to use our networks and our ability and our money to make you the superstar you want to be. So it can seem like a win-win and a trade-off. The only downside to that usually is you know if you get pretty big like taylor swift and then the rights are with someone else and you can't get them back there's a whole hoo-ha stuff you can read that on the internet that's going on with that so that's just a little bit about the different sort of rights again just check out the acts check out your laws in your country as to the details of that bands when it comes to songwriting um, one thing you do need to discuss in your band is whether the songwriting rights and the money that comes with that belongs to the songwriters in the band or whether, if as a band, you have a partnership agreement, um, that's a legal sort of agreement between you as to how things are split and how things are ran and so on and doing, you know, your tax returns each year and and so on. Um, Or you might decide that, yeah, you know, any song that's written belongs to the band and forms part of the assets, part of the partnership agreement. So, um, something else for you to check into, I'm not going to spend any time on that today, um, band members, but have a look at that. Okay then. So why do you need to copyright your stuff? <laughs> well, there's some people around who like to watch other people do things and then take it and use it as if it's theirs and not say thank you very much. You know, them teeth. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, yeah, some people will steal. They will steal. And again, you just have to see what's happening with people like Ed Sheeran and the Marvin Gaye estate and a few other people. You can just find that on the internet where they're saying, hey, you got my work? No, I haven't got your work. And there's a whole argument going on. Um, I mean, the other thing as well on on a positive side is that if your your work is good and, um, for example, um, you're you able to get it in front of people who manage the music for films and advert music supervisors, one of the things they will want to know is, is this your work or is it split amongst other people? So it's so super important to have all that stuff sorted out and have it documented, and, which I'm going to go on to in a minute, Um, so that you can say to the supervisor, yeah, it is. Because the last thing you want, and I remember going to um, a conference um, by AIM um, in London with music supervisors, and they said, the last thing they want is that they've got this big blockbuster film which has gone onto Netflix and they got this music and it works really, really well. And they put it out there and next thing, someone rocks up with a claim saying, hey, you shouldn't have that song in there. I co-own that or I own that completely. And, you know, everything just crashes because it means they have to pull the film, they have to lo- lose reputation and then someone's job's going to go and, and and so on because these sort of things were not sorted out. So those are kind of the reasons why you need to have um, copyright. In fact, reason why you should be able to prove it's yours or it's ours well how do you prove it so in the uk we have a bit of a process and the first thing about uk law is when you have the information in your head it's not copyrightable um what you have to do is you have to document it onto paper or recording media of some description, CD, USB, computer, whatever. And as soon as that's done, then that's kind of a proof that you own that. Then the other thing that you need to do then is, okay, I can prove I own that. That's fine. But if things really, really kick off, um, you need a little bit more evidence behind it. So the recommendation is this. You um, put your lyrics onto paper, whether it's handwritten, uh, whether it's typed, it could be a napkin, could be A4 paper, whatever. Um, if it's music, you record that, whether it's in your phone, you know, in a uh, audio file type thing or on your computer. And um, you put that onto CD, USB, whatever you want um one thing i do is that on the lyric sheet at the bottom i put a c in the circle which means copyright i put my name millicent stevenson and i put the date Um, where it concerns cds and usb then i have a similar file that i probably can scan in or just type in on that device um or I also, sorry, the other thing I do sometimes is I have um, a, sh- a little letter to myself or a little note to myself um, which is written out what's on the CD and so on. And any, either way, um, your, your lyrics sheet or your CD or all of it, plus your note sheet, whatever, goes into an envelope. And on the front side of the envelope, you write your own address. On the rear of the envelope, I do a little thing and my little thing is when I seal the envelope, I put a couple of pen marks between the the lip of the envelope and the body of the envelope. Something we used to do at school that if somebody opened it, you can tell that, like, ah, someone, a bit like a Poirot, you know, someone's opened this envelope. <laughs> so you seal it, put your little mark, whatever you want to do. You don't have to, it's just something I do. I put sellotape on top of that. And another thing I do is on the rear, I actually put one word or maybe a couple of words, um, to represent the the lyric of the song. So for my song, I'd be blue if I didn't have you, I, I don't write all of that because a post would be like, why is she written that on the back of her envelope? i just put, I'd be blue or i just put blue. Get the idea? Um, um, So that when I take that envelope, which is what you have to do, down to the post office, get it um signed up all for recorded delivery or um, special delivery. Um, when it comes back to you in a couple of days, whether it's first or second class it doesn't really matter, um, someone has to sign for it. So there you have evidence through the post office system that this envelope went through that. You're going to have the date stamp um, on the envelope as well. And when it comes back to you, be like, why have? Why does this writing look like my handwriting? Oh, yeah, I did write it. And then when you turn it over, you see blue, or Ivy Blue, you go like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that song. So, Do not, do not open it. Not even for curiosity, do not open it because that is your evidence that on that date you actually did that. So you want to put that somewhere safe. Now, you might want to give it to a responsible person like, you know, your accountant or uh, maybe your lawyer or... Well, I would say the bank, but banks are changing these days. I don't know if they still do this service, but the bank... Um, But whoever you give it to, you want to get a a dated receipt from them that it's there and it's lodged with them. Um, You can use a copyright service. There's a few of those around and Musicians Union has a copyright service. And I know in the States, you copyright stuff through a copyright service. And the only time that envelope gets opened up is when your uh, lawyer says you need to open it and then they'll document it to say that that was a request or the judge asks you to open it and of course that will only happen if there's a dispute which goes to court and then you can prove your ownership of those words of those music at that time and hopefully whatever proof they have you know it just blows it out of the water doesn't it oh yes and and the other thing i also do is i um keep a copy of the lyrics um outside of the envelope what i mean by that is even though there's a copy that's in the envelope i have a second copy that I can continue working on, which is not part of that sealed copy. That sealed copy gets put away. And then I can just develop the lyrics a bit further if I want. I can bring that to a rehearsal. I can bring that to a co-write or whatever. Um, And then really, if in terms of my own work, if I've worked on it for myself and it changes and I finally get to the final version I want, I then copyright that again at that stage. So I have two stages. I have the original, original, and then I have this sort of, Edited version, which I also copyright. Um, big question: When should you copyright? Well, I, I would say straight away, but I don't think straight away really works because you might have this idea, like I do. Sometimes I get up in the morning and it's like, oh, I've got this great song idea, and I sing it into my phone. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm not gonna go go and then download that and then post it off because when you listen back to it, it's like, eh? what was that? Because I was half asleep. Or um, I write the words and then later on I think, ah, oh, I don't really like those words, you know. So at the stage when you're thinking, yes, this is good to go, then you do that. Um, definitely must uh, copyright before you go to the recording studio, you want to do that. And definitely before you perform it. Because you're bringing it into the public domain. And so you really need to sort of have evidence that it was yours at a particular stage. And before someone else says, oh, that sounds like a good song. I think I'm going to use that. And then you hear it. you That's my song. But then how can you prove it if you didn't copyright it? Okay, I think I've covered as much as I can. There's lots of stuff online. You can read up about this and research and ask people. But also, you can drop me a line, um, info at millicentstevenson.com if you've got questions. Okay, I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. If you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, you might be interested to know that Millicent has written a groundbreaking booklet called Revealed, 25 Secrets of the Successful Gigging Musician, Singer, Rapper and Spoken Word Artist. You can get your free copy today by clicking on the link below or by visiting her website, millicentstevenson.com. Millicent is an award-winning saxophonist, founder and creative director of Cofemni. She is currently serving on the Midlands Regional Committee of the Musicians' Union and also the Equalities Subcommittee. She is an endorser of Harry Hartman's Fiber Reads.